0: Sometimes finding God's will is easy. The righteous decision is always preferred over the sinful leaning. God never wants us to go against his design, but what about discerning among good options? How do you know what to do when either option seems okay? It's time to go the second mile in finding God's will. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the second mile podcast. We seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, somebody asks you to go one mile, go the second as well. So we don't want to do just the bare minimum and just doing even the opportunities that are provided for us. But we want to know that we are living right in the center of God's will. And that's why uh, this podcast episode, uh, I think is so, so very important because at, at pivotal stages in my life, I have sometimes uh, struggled with finding God's will. Uh, and and one of the things is that I've realized is that a lot of times when Christian's talk about finding God's will, we speak about it as if God is somehow um, wanting to disguise it from us, that we feel like, you know what, he's trying to hide it from us. He's he's making it hidden. Uh, He's not making it easy for me to figure out. And quite honestly, I don't think that could be uh, any further from the truth because if God does have a will for your life, which I believe that he does have a will in general, and I think it also how it applies in your life, if I believe that, that God does have a will specifically for your life. Here's what we have to (laughs) embrace. Um, Don't you think if God has a will for your life that he wants you to do it? Don't you think he wants you to know it, uh, to obey it? Of course he does. In fact, God wants you to do his will even more than you want to do his will. And that's one thing that you have to to land on. God's not trying to hide it somewhere uh, where he's sitting over there in heavens playing hot and cold uh, as you're trying to search for it. He has a good and perfect will for you, and he wants you to walk in it. So he's not hiding it from me. He's not making it difficult. And also, it's probably not dreaded, right? So it's, it's not going to be this uh, horrible thing that if you imagine the worst thing in, the, in your life, that's exactly what he's going to give you. So you, we have to get to the place where we realize that he has a good will. And and so obviously, as mentioned earlier, um, when we think about God's will, there are some obvious stuff. If it's against Scripture, it's not God's will. I don't care what you do. I don't care how many verses you take out of context or avoid or ignore, skip over. You will never be in God's will if you're disobedient to God's Word. You will never be in God's will if you're disobedient to God's Word. But in those situations where you have two good options, neither of them are sinful Maybe you've got four options, and neither of them are sinful. How do you know which way to go? How do you know to uh, choose this person to date who's godly or that person to date who's godly? How do you determine to go on this mission trip or that mission trip? How do you determine to take this job or that job, to move to this city or that city, and neither of them seems sinful, but yet it's a critical, pivotal decision in your life? How will you decide? between these good options, right? So uh, once again, neither of them are bad, neither of them are sinful. How can you figure out where it is? I mean, the the phrase, the will of God, honestly, in most Christian circles, sounds very mysterious anyway. Sounds like it's a code to be broken or a puzzle to be figured out. But it's honestly, it's just another way to describe what God wants. His will uh, is described as both a way of living our lives that brings the most pleasure as well as his master plan for our lives – that can bring him, I think, the most glory. So yes, there is a general will of God that applies to what God is working throughout history and through mankind and through our lives. But I do believe that um, there is a specific will for your life. Um, one of the things, that was a, a book that just completely like blew up years and years ago by Henry Blackaby called Experiencing God. He made a line in there that got a whole lot of traction. I just talked about that instead of asking what is God's will for your life, you need to ask what is God's will and where do I fit in? And um, and I think that was such a huge um, comment, so helpful for the body of Christ to say, hey, look, it's not like God is just operating the entire universe thinking what's best for Travis or what's best for this person. You need to say, like, what's God's will in general and where do I fit in that? Which I totally agree. I think that's absolutely beautiful to think of. God's got this huge, big, overarching will uh, for what he's doing, global redemption around the world. And you need to figure out how you need to fit in that. Where it happens is, is that I believe that within that huge uh, will for uh, will of God – there is how your life goes along with that. And so how, how do you live your life in such a way that you follow along with that master plan of God's will, but also that specific plan as God's will for your life as you help fulfill that master plan? Well, what is his master plan? His master plan is that he is redeeming a people who are zealous for good works, is what Titus 2.14 says. And what are those good works? Ultimately, uh, one way to look at it is Matthew 22, 37, and following it says, uh, Well, you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you're to love your neighbor as yourself. As it comes down to it, God's will for your life is that you love God and love others with everything you have. God's will for your life is to fulfill the Great Commission, as in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, where he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'm going to be with you always, even to the end of the age. Like, that's... The huge, like the big picture, will of God that He has. He wants people to be transformed uh, by what His will is and how you can fit in, Christian believer. Uh, not just doing first mile is well. What's His will for my life and how can He make my life better and more comfortable and convenient? And right, it is no. What's His will and how can my life support what He's trying to do among the nations and making disciples? and that may mean that you need to go and sell everything you have and move over to the other side of the world or it may mean that God is calling you to a certain job or a certain location or a certain spouse or a certain situation or a certain opportunity that says, you know what, even if you're not in full-time vocational service, you have the opportunity to fulfill my will right where you are. And so, if you're like most people, we're all wondering what the will of God is for your life. How does The specific details of your decisions fit into that overarching thing. And sometimes it gets so overwhelming, we just almost quit. Like, well, I can't think of that. It's just too difficult, right? But honestly, you've got to figure out what the next step is. And you want to remember that there's one person who wants you to know the will of God even more than you want to know it, and that is God himself. And he's not going to hide it from you, and he sincerely wants you to fulfill it. And God's will for your life is found in Scripture. We find God's will by by reading God's Word. In Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, he says, be careful pay careful attention then to how you walk not as unwise people but as wise making the most of the time because the days are evil so don't be foolish but understand what the lord's will is so if you ever want to know what god's will is it's this You need to be careful how you live, not being unwise, but being wise, making the best use of your time. The next day of your life, the next year of your life, the next decade of your life, what is the best way that you can serve the king and the kingdom? And don't be foolish misunderstanding what the will of the Lord is. It is you being the wisest with the time that you have right now. So that's why this is so so important for us that god's will for your life is very simple be wise in how you spend your time and if that seems too simple to you and you're, you want to push back a little bit i want you instead of questioning its simplicity i want you to celebrate it god wants you to be wise in what you do with your time the days are evil. They're full of many things that can take you off course, uh, honestly, in honoring God. Worldly things can lure you away from being a faithful follower of uh, Christ um, and, and just continue to be a disciple maker. So there can be things that can lure you away. And he says the days are evil, so you want to make the best use of your time. And and here's the thing that we know, right, is that you have to make the decision of, I'm not promised tomorrow, So while uh, James chapter 4 would tell us verse 13, he says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go live in such and such a city, spend a year there, engage in business, make a profit. Uh, And yet you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're a vapor who appears a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, this is what you ought to say. If the Lord wills, we will either do this or that. And why I remind us of those verses, also coupling them with Ephesians chapter 5, is this. You need to make the best use of the time that you have right now. And so, you you know, a lot of times um, there have been places in my life where I am putting God's will on hold right now because I think that I can get around to it in five years from now. And sometimes I'm trying to meet other people's expectations or other people's schedule or other people's agenda for my life. And I'll say, okay, I feel like God's will is this for my life, but I'm going to put that on hold because I can get around to that. Uh, Maybe in four years from now, or maybe once I get past this degree or or once I, you know, uh, get this promotion, then I can start living for God's will. But listen, the days are evil. You're not promised that you'll be around uh, sickness and death and all kinds of things can happen, unfortunately, but also the days are evil, like life just happens and it hurts and there's difficulties and disappointments that surprise us. And because the days are evil, the opportunities that you have today may not be there tomorrow. And so when he says, if you want to really know what the, the will of God is in Ephesians five seventeen, he goes, don't be foolish. Understand what the what Lord's will is. Once again, it comes down to this. You need to make the best use of your time. And you might still be thinking that you need some practical things to do. You, you want to know God's specific will for you. It's found in those verses. We understand the will of God by knowing that God has already expressed his will to us through his word. So I know God's will for you you need to be involved in making disciples of all nations. Matthew twenty eight, eighteen through twenty says that. You're not supposed to let an unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Ephesians 4 29 teaches that. Uh, I know this. God wants you to run from your uh run for your life from any lusts that come your way. Second Timothy two twenty two. Um, God wants you to care for the widows and orphans that you have a uh, relationship with or those that are in proximity to you with James 1.27. Uh, he wants you to trust him with your future, Proverbs 3.5.6. I mean, if you really want to know the, uh, God's will, read the Bible, do what it says, and make the best use of your time. And so how do you come back to, right? You got a few good options right there on the table, and you're trying to figure out which one should I use. My question would be this. If you only had one month of your life to do, what would be the most significant investment that you could have? If you were lucky and you had a year of your life, what would be the most significant investment that you have? If you were to take to make the best use of your time, would it be in this option or that option? Listen, I do believe that maybe in what God's doing in your life right now, you might have some good options on the plate, right? There's some ways that you can look at it. It could be this way, it could be that way. And maybe God would be angry regardless of which decision you would make. But what you need to do at this critical juncture in your life, if you're faced with a decision, is you need to say right here, right now, what is the best use of the time that I have? The days are evil. I want to make the best use of my time. And so within that, what you're able to do is to find God's will among good options by knowing the time that you have is limited. I hope to see you in the center of God's will along the second mile.